When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Department of Homelander Security, the officially unofficial podcast for the boys on Amazon Prime. I'm Jim. And I'm Super Aaron. Super Aaron. Did you take the V24? I told you that stuff is poison. I took the V48, man. It's like way better. What? You get two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a whole V week. Yeah. The whole uh, just one week. One week. Come on. Yeah. It's like contact lenses. First, you got to take them every out 24 hours and scrub them. Then you wear them a week at a time. Now people just leave them. It's, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, this is the season three, episode four podcast. Glorious five year plan. Uh, not sure what the glorious five year plan is all about, but surely it has something to do with this episode. <laughs> what is, is, is that in relation to the seven? Is it, I, I don't I know. Cause really it, figure it's... it out. It sounds like something that like uh, would be the, a, a Chinese Communist Party announcement from like the mid seventies. Yeah, that glorious um, word, definitely. Yeah, uh, that that. But I, I, I it, it didn't seem like it came up. Um, they went into Russia, so maybe it's uh, hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Um, apparently, I, I actually looked into it. Apparently, it is a reference to the comics uh, that their uh, the glorious five year plan was a team of Russian superheroes, Soviet su- oh. superheroes. Okay. So I don't know if we're going to meet them later on, or this is just a, one of those sly sly winks to the the comic audience. Um, Not sure. Uh, what did you think of the glorious five year plan? I liked it. Um, it's setting up some interesting things. I, I, it's deliberately frustrating to see Homelander running this amok with no one to check him and doing bad things to good people. It's like, I, I mean, he's at like season four game of Thrones, Joffrey with me where it's like, I just, can we kill this fucker already? Mm -hmm. Um, but I know we're going to miss him when he's gone too, in terms of Mm -hmm. villainy, just kind of like, uh, uh, but I don't know. Maybe the show will have uh, um, some some sort of Bolton that they can deploy even worse than than Homelander to to keep us uh, watching. But oh my god, you know, like Stormfront was a Nazi, but like you know, Maeve could kick the shit out of her. Homelander is invincible and yeah. just the worst in the most petty, cruel ways you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. So. It's really interesting to see if uh, a, a true heart of evil Superman story, but it's also uh, like like Huey says, like I sometimes I watch these scenes, I'm so angry I can't breathe, and there's uh, you're completely impotent as a viewer as well as most protagonists on the show, and qu- yeah. the question remains how how are they going to put this fucker into the ground? <laughs> so I think I, I think we get big clues, like real yeah. big clues this episode. Um, there's definitely, you know, I didn't see the glorious five year plan theme, but I do see a theme developing about uh, soups being weapons, um, particularly mm-hmm. like soups being guns. And I think there's, mm-hmm. you know, just veiled uh, uh, a veiled hint about what's to come there. Uh, pretty thinly veiled, actually. You think Soldier um, Boy is the the red yeah. 763 yeah. or whatever the. Yeah. 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 That's bad yeah. news. That's bad news for Kamiko then, because <laughs> if that guy can kill Homelander, he can for damn sure kill her. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, the, the the whole point they make about, like, she's not healing, right? Why aren't her powers working? I mean, I think that's directly going to come into effect with Homelander. Here, here's what I'm worried. Maybe we should save this for the end to discuss, like, where I think this is going um, mm-hmm. and what I'm worried about with this glorious five-year plan uh, to kill Homelander. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the temptation is there to subvert that, but maybe we can talk about it at the end. Okay. Because uh, ultimately, I like this. Um, I, I really didn't see that coming, but you know, after all the clues in this episode, I definitely think Soldier Boy is the gun. They've modified him somehow to depower soups. He's he's the weapon against soups, um, and it's a theme. Like if you look at this episode, everybody is saying you are using me as a weapon. They are using us as a weapon. I'm I not am your gun. The gun. Yeah. I'm not uh, your fucking gun. Like, yeah. There's like yeah. five references to it in this episode. They are underlying it quite a bit, aren't they? Yeah, totally. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, other than that, yeah, I, I enjoy this episode. I, I think like Huey busting out superpowers at the end and not realizing that he had taken the V24. I, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a haha, this happened behind the scenes trickery, but mm-hmm. it was so much fun to see in the moment that I really didn't care. <laughs> Like and teleport out of his clothes, yeah. Out of his clothes, I thought that was amazing. Came dangerously close to seeing a monster man's dong, man. Very that can't like gets woof, boy. If he'd have moved the a centimeter to the left or right, we would have we'd have seen his Boris Kar- Karloff. Uh, <laughs> this, this Frankenstein. <laughs> so Frankenstein. This uh-huh. this wasn't as balls out crazy as some. Like yeah, it's hard to beat the first three episodes. But uh, I don't know. The seven dildo fight was pretty entertaining. I, I liked seeing uh-huh. Star Starlight's dong blazing in that guy's neck. Uh, you know, it might have been better had I not seen a certain film that came out this year. This might have been more interesting and nov- novel than it was, but. I don't want to name oh, that film because right. I don't want to spoil anything. Yes. I thought you were making an oblique reference to The Watchmen and the uh, Excalibur. Because, oh, no. like, oh, you know, right. for super, super dongs. Yeah. That's I, super I've, as it gets. Yeah, I've seen the Claymore of that. And it's uh, it's in HBO's The Watchmen uh, yeah. ma- modeled on Dr. Manhattan. He's got the if you're looking for swinging, swinging man meat, uh, he'd be packing. <laughs> It's true, but no, there's a movie that came out this year that did something similar and in probably a more entertaining way. But uh, yeah, what if you know, else you to know, talk about? as the kids say, mm-hmm. anything else I to think, talk about before we get into the recap? No, there's a lot of like, I, I, there's also a lot of the like petty, um, you know, politicking and blackmailing and, you know, oh, uh, yeah, House of Cards stuff Stan. going on with Stan and. And Victoria Newman and Homelander mm-hmm. and all that. Um, I, 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 that stuff is, is still really engaging, too. And the fact that yeah. uh, the boys is just fracturing apart at all the seams as Homelander's consolidating his power. Like, those those are concer- uh, things that are concerning. But uh, mm-hmm. we're also at the halfway. This is a shorter eight-episode season, correct? So we're already at the halfway point, uh, believe it or not. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, you drop three episodes in the first week and that happens. Uh, all right, let's talk about the episode in detail. Um, we start off with Mother's Milk watching Soldier Boy in a uh, in an episode of Solid Gold, which is a retro music show that really did exist. Like they just oh, yeah. photoshopped him into this. Although why you do Solid I, Gold when Soul Train is right there? He could be the Soul 
soldier boy, you know? Right? I I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Solid it's just an gold. era thing or what. But it, it was it was a bidding war. There's like you know yeah. who who can we get in the show without paying too much royalties and solid gold cracked first. Soul Train might have been too old, right? Is Soul Train more of a 60s, 70s dude? Thing? I, Soul Train was still going when I was a teenager. Like I remember really? watching watch that because I I had a thing for some of the Soul Train dancers, and uh, hmm. Jupiter was my favorite, and uh, it was going through the mid to late nineties. And I guess when you're cryogenically preserving someone, there's no amount of backwards you can't go, right? <laughs> Like, True. They, they could be cryog- I mean, when the technology didn't exist, but <laughs> you go back to the, to the 1940s and you could believe that the Nazis had this tech, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, maybe the, the Russians were buying it from them or something. Who knows? Um, anyway, yeah, he, he's in a retro music show. He remembers, you know, how he killed his family in a car crash. He's kind of flashing. Not, not really flashing back to that, but flashing back to a thing that reminds him of that incident. He's getting his war face on. He's getting motivated. Totally. He's getting inspiration for what he's what he's doing now. You know, he's giving up his family life to to, mm-hmm. to, to pursue vengeance. So you might as well go whole hog. Uh, then Huey comes over to Butcher and confronts him about being on V. And the others don't know. And Butcher wants to keep it that way. getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Uh, not not too much to, to talk about there. It develops. Um, we go over to the Cameron Coleman hour where Homelander is being interviewed. He talks about the lies from mainstream media, the shadow operators who are everywhere. Um, you know, this is out of the, the, the disinformation playbook. Yeah, that we see something being, we all secretly fear. Read. These these unaccountable, unelected, 
unknown people manipulating things behind the scenes, mm-hmm. pay no attention to the actual people who have all the money and power and who could be held accountable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and in this universe, you know, he's partially right. Um, Stan Edgar is manipulating things behind the scenes. But uh, everyone knows CIA. who the fuck Stan Edgar is. You know, he's, he's not uh-huh. a known, unknown oh, yeah. person. He's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone who's super secretive. He's just doing things that people aren't aware of. Hmm. Um, so then Stan tells uh, Newman to put pressure on Homelander to set some boundaries for him as if he was an unruly child. And Newman's worried that Homelander will retaliate if she does that. Stan says, look, I'll, I'll keep you and your daughter safe. No problem. I get, this felt toothless to me. This feels like yeah. a, a bullshit move. You're going to hit him with an FCC fine for saying the word fuck on TV. Like... Yeah. That is not an in-kind attack. It almost makes me think that Stan Edgar is manipulating Victoria into killing her, like essentially committing suicide because he's done hmm. with her. He's ready to take her off the table. Because uh, I, I just don't buy that Stan Edgar goes and is like, here's here's how we're going to put here's how we're going to put Homelander in his place. We're going to slap him with an FCC fine. Mm-hmm. No way, no way. Yeah, I don't think that does anything to Homelander. Um, is it a per- public perception thing where like, oh, we have to be seen as, you know, taking heat from the things that Homelander is saying for the public not to turn on us as an organization? I just don't know don't how know. that keeps Homelander in, in check. Exactly. Right? I think it's I think he's I think there is a long term sneaky plan in play here. I don't know what the shape of it is. I just know that Stan Edgar is not an idiot. He still acts like a man supremely confident that he has the upper hand in the Homelander situation. He could be delusional. Yeah, could be. But like Giancarlo Esposito plays an intelligent, calculating man so well that I, I just can't buy it. I just can't buy it that he, you know, will will get the wool pulled over his eyes or the rug pulled out from under his knee. Any any kind of wool pulling uh, at the feet or head is not going to be allowed by this guy. Right. And it's almost hilarious to to that degree, because like when they show him and the wool is absolutely being pulled over his eyes he has no visual reaction. The only way I know that the, if this wasn't planned with Newman is that the camera zooms in on him. <laughs> like That's it. You know, he, he barely yeah. registers any reaction when Newman throws him under the bus. I, yeah, it's wild. Um, but yeah, who, who knows what he's got in store? We'll see. Cause it doesn't seem to phase him too much. Uh, anyway, butcher takes Frenchie to visit Nina to see if he can learn more about the whereabouts of the soup gun. And she takes his cash, but still wants more in the form of Sherry. Um, she's not going to get that. By the end of the episode, we see she gets other things. Mm-hmm. That don't um, involve Butcher Wiggling. I thought he was actually no, going to yeah. uh, ply her with some uh, sexual opportunity there. But uh, no, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. He's not above it, certainly. He's not above it. He's, he's uh, truly single now. Like he's yeah. been single, but Becca's like he's gone. he doesn't have Becca as like a you know uh, a, a thing a possibility of return anymore. So I was yeah. like, I, I don't know. I guess I could see it. Um, but yeah, no, he's going to use uh, uh, Kamiko instead uh, to 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 gratify uh, what's her name Nina, Lil Nina, Nina. Lil Nina's desires here mm-hmm. in a non sexual way. <laughs> well. Not not for Nina anyway, but I, I, yeah. yeah, I guess it's not not sexual, <laughs> right? 
because uh, this is the boys. You got to mix that shit up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Starlight shows Huey an advanced copy of their American Hero game show where Homelander claims they're in love. It's the scene that we saw last uh, episode. Huey promises, look, our, our plan's going to work here. Um, just, you know, keep keep your eye on the ball. Homelander comes in and tells Huey that their their love affair, you know, the, the one between Starlight and him, is only for the cameras. But then he gets pretty personal, and Huey gets mad, and Starlight has to jump in and save him by threatening to walk if Homelander harms him. So he backs down. Uh, and, but not before signing his cast. It's a big stinking reminder that he's out there the whole time. <laughs> what a dick he can move. do whatever he wants. And, uh-huh. you know, that's how things start with Maeve. It's it's all gross. It's all gross. Homelander's super gross. Yeah. Um, and the whole his whole like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, like, it's, come on. I'm surprised a man that powerful resorts to that kind of crap. But it's almost like there's like it's like it's so many levels of irony i'm not sure where you'll end up you know because he knows he's not joking they know he's not joking Mm -hmm. it's just almost another level of cruelty on top of it and yeah i mean stan you know hits it it's it's some kind of deep-seated insecurity um, oh yeah that's causing him to be this petty and and this small of a person um and i don't it's hard to imagine what gets you there when you are the world's strongest man, literally. Yeah. What do you have to be insecure about? How can you have these, these big, but I don't know, like who knows what Vaught did to him as a child to condition him, to train him, to put him in this position to maybe that's why Edgar is so confident because they've, they've just crippled this man mentally and emotionally. And as strong as he is physically that uh, there's just buttons you can push and he's helpless to, but to react. So that'd be interesting. I'm, I'm, I still, I'm still holding out hope for Giancarlo to take his glasses off, crack his neck, straighten his tie and his eyes blaze green or red or something. Like I, especially now they got the temp V stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen Giancarlo Esposito actually kick ass no i can't remember it and i think it would be a guy that buttoned down and control just unleashing physical fury would be would be a cool cool visual Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see it's definitely a possibility even if he's not been a soup the entire time he just takes v24 and suddenly he's a soup uh anyway a train takes the info about blue hawk that he got last episode from his brother to ashley who pretends to care but blows him off then we get a Turbo Rush commercial where A-Train keeps a protest peaceful by giving the cops energy drinks. Hilarious. This is. Are you familiar with the, the, the Kylie Jenner Coke commercial, Jim? No. So this this blew up in her face like at the start of the Black Lives Matter mo- movement where they had like is unironic, not intended to be parody of like all these people agitating against this line of cops and she shows up with a... It might have been Pepsi. It might have been Pepsi. I don't want to be smirched in a good name of Coke. It could have been Coke too, because these are souls called corporations. Uh, But she gives she 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 she, Kylie Jenner solves the racism problem by handing a cop a a a beverage, a frosty beverage of some type. And this is this is a a parody of that. it's hard. I, have I mean, a that's problem the thing. Like, with the disin- disingenuousness of posting a fucking rainbow flag during this month uh, when you're a corporation. Like, 
we all know we all know that this is a cynical ploy to get people to buy your product i have a problem with that but when you're talking about the 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 very foundational stuff of our country i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god you're really is there no depth to which you will not sink to sell well, your the fucking thing. It's sugar like- water it's hard it's hard for the boys to be too over the top when it comes to this critique of like you know when they had ashley talking about like oh uh we are socially conscious black lives matter is my important thing my instagram is nothing but black profile pictures it's hard to parody (laughs) stuff when real life but that's a real life reference to in a bullshit uh uh, a movement um like all yeah there is uh, a huge critique at the performative social justice corporate stuff that is going on and i think some of yeah. it's good because you'd rather have that than you know it, it's it's definitely a progress that the it, it's a sign that the corporations find being on the side of you know gay lesbian bisexual trans people to be more profitable than taking a stand against them or in being mm-hmm. indifferent which sure. says something about the societal barometer of how much money is on each side but yeah, you you, you the cynical and tone deafness is 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 right on. And, it, it can uh, be a marker of progress socially. What it is not is going to make me buy Coke because no. I think that they somehow love LGBTQ people. Like, no, come on. And it's you know, and it's like it's it's interesting to see this through the lens of a of like a Michael Jordan esque black man who's tried to mm-hmm. be apolitical because that's the you know um, the the profitable thing to do, and he's kind of insincere himself, but now kind of waking up to like how fucked up and trying like from that platform of his own insincerity to work towards something insincere, and it it's. Like I said, I, I it's pretty broad commentary, but again, I, how how do you overstate it when the real world is even more bizarre than the boys could could make it? Right. Here's the other thing about this scene: when Ashley just blows him off, she also mm-hmm. tells him how much she likes his new uniform, which has right. to be disingenuous, right? Everybody we've seen take a look at this thing in the show says that is a stupid uniform. I hate. Or it's it. also like I think even if even if that's true, um. It seems like if you were you were a black man and you did some kind of rebranding that, you know, all the people from from your culture are kind of like, ah, this ain't it. And then like all the performative white people are like super into it. That would make you feel even worse about the situation. Right. Right. Like if everybody's like, this is corny, dude, and it sucks. But like the people that you're trying to represent are like, this sucks. And the people that you're trying to like fight against are like this is super cool that makes you think you like double missed a mark right yeah yeah and it does make me wonder though like her saying oh yeah i like it whatever see you later is maybe she knows something about the future of of uh a train in the seven maybe he's not long for the seven at this point and she knows or he's that. just a, he's just the very lowest man on the totem pole so he's, right he doesn't have, he effectively know. doesn't have powers at this point exactly um, yes exactly yeah she might just think well he's not worth investing any time in but who knows mm-hmm. uh so then huey calls into work as they board a private jet to russia and frenchie is suspicious of nina's motives and, you know, we, we find out here also, I think, that he didn't give up Sherry. He gave her yeah. uh, something else that she wanted, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find out what that is here in a bit. Starlight visits Maeve to talk about the soup gun. She finds out that Maeve has actually been training, which is um, in, in direct conflict with what she publicly has been stating. Um, and she's been waiting for an opportunity to get a shot in on Homelander, but 
She has a bit of a death wish, it seems. Uh, she's been keeping up this lie that she's been falling apart, right? Just like drinking and going around clubbing and banging uh, club rats and which and wasn't a lie training. last season because she mentioned right. this like, oh, I bet you think I'm uh, tits deep in a fuck pile of hot, <laughs> which we actually she that's she that's, on, that's what she was doing last season when she was kind of, uh, you know, in the depths of her shame cycle of being brave Mave to be in the face of this bullshit campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like the last four months, I think she specifically says four months. She's been getting her shit together, training, yeah. waiting for an opportunity to take down Homelander. Right, right. Um, and yes, BCL Red is mentioned here, which is the soup gun. Um, and Maeve knew all about it already. Uh, so the boys arrive in Russia, and Nina has located the lab with uh, information or potentially the soup gun in it. But they have to do a job for her first before she'll give them the location. And apparently, Kamiko is going to have to get close to some guy and take him out uh we don't really know how this guy's related to nina i don't think it might be the drug connection he's a gangster he's a drug dealer he's an arms supplier he's an oligarch pick 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 yeah, one sure. russian archetype <laughs> that's that's going to be in a leopard print silk kimono here in about uh, five minutes and a dying very bl- bloodily yeah 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 surrounded by a pack of five other russian women uh nobody's happy about this uh, mission that Kamiko has to go on, but Butcher tells them they're, we're doing it anyway. I like what they're doing in the background where you see in Russia, so there's the Russian, there's no context, yeah. but they're showing, they're reporting on the Homelander, Starlight, and, you know, Baby Huey, uh, you know, throwing temper tantrums in the mix, and it's uh-huh. you can tell it's just ratcheting up the unpleasantness for, for Huey here. Yeah, it's this love triangle, right? Like, I, I think the episode maybe has come out, and People are doing reporting about, you know, Starlight sure. being with Homelander now and Huey being sad and, yeah, you know, they, they haven't got it quite right, but that's the public perception of it. Yeah. And I love all the murals and stuff that are painted throughout the, the oh, scene as we so see it arriving. Cool. Just the art is fucking cool. Like, I, yeah. I don't know exactly what it's all about. It's, it's clearly like Homelander and all these soups and stuff, but it just yeah. looks really cool. All this Eastern Bloc Banksy, but instead of like yeah. uh, broad critiques of like capitalism in the West, it's all this you know superhero tinged. Mm-hmm. So Starlight asks Supersonic if he'll help fight Homelander for real, and he agrees. Um, Did you? I, I mean, I, I kept it's, thinking it's like. like- I, I you know, when I first watched this episode, uh-huh, it'll be interesting to debate with Jim about whether he's fucking with her or he's bearing the mm-hmm. truth or if he's really in love with her and it doesn't fucking matter by the end of the episode. But uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this love triangle is, is pretty much gone. I don't know how that's going to play on their show where he's supposed to have been uh, the new seven member. How are they going to spin this when he Dude, turns up? Dead? I don't. I mean, well, I mean, they've got uh yeah, I, I guess they're going to make it to where he's going to die on. So they'll probably make it. He heroically died on some mission and they'll bring in mm-hmm. uh, either. What is the silver scarf? Uh, silver scare. Uh, I forget what yeah. it uh, or they can bring in the the moon moon blood. I forget what the hell the other moon gym. I don't, I don't know what the other the yeah, body positive either. one, but still fuckable. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So they, they've clearly they, they introduced those characters so that they can bring them right back. But yeah, I don't know how they're going to spin this. It's just yeah. like literally first day in the job and he gets his face ripped off. <laughs> right. Oops. Guess we made the wrong pick. Uh, I, I kept thinking when 
when uh you know she turns on she has this conversation right she calls supersonic in and she turns on his shitty song and i'm like okay a what are the chances that the song hasn't been working to actually mask what they're saying and homelander can hear them it turns out by the end of the episode that's not really true right he gets a tip from uh a train to to get onto them but it b like What's, what are the what is the the chance that Homelander shows up just to turn off this shitty song? Like I'm being mm. haunted by this fucking song. Every other day, the song is playing. I can hear it, and it fucking sucks. I'm gonna fly over there, and I'm gonna break that radio. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he busts up your party here. I don't know. Mm. Um. Anyway, we go to a meeting where Homelander welcomes the new members to the Seven with taco bowls. A-Train brings up the Blue Hawk problem and he wants to bench him. Um, but the Deep raises objections with Homelander that uh, are being fed to him by his wife, who we know controls him. Um, and Homelander agrees with him. So, you know, Blue Hawk's going to stay out there. Ashley tells Homelander that Victoria Newman is doing a press conference about him tonight. Uh, Did you notice, a, notice Black Noir doodling? Uh-huh. He's doodling a cartoon beaver. Sure. What's up? What's up with that? I don't know. Is that going to be the new member of the seven? Is there a, a beaver man beaver? out there? Beaver yeah. man? Is he? I, I was thinking he's like working on a kid's book on the side or something. <laughs> okay, sure. I don't know. The the uh, the, the Black Noir is a deep file. I would love to know yeah. more about about him, especially after we saw, you know, right as he became a rising star, he got hideously disfigured, so he could never be like at public face that a lot of the other guys are. Um, yeah, I'm 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 curious. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Didn't didn't call him drawing a cartoon beaver. Uh no. I don't know if it's going anywhere, but we'll see. Um this this, you know, when Ashley tells Homelander, hey Victoria Newman's doing a press conference about you tonight, he Homelander thinks she's losing control of the situation, talking about is your idiot brain getting fucked by stupid? <laughs> and it's not a rhetorical question. Answer me. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And then it is made even more hilarious when Ashley brings it back it's a word can, for man. word in the uh, scene later. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff there. After this meeting, a train gets in the deep's face about kissing Homelander's ass and the deep gets in his face and they have a short fight and a train is pissed when Homelander backs the deep over him. He, he feels like garbage. Uh, supersonic floats the idea of doing something about it. And a train Seems maybe receptive. God, Supersonic is a giant dumbass, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't wait for the first sign of weakness to move in on here. You you mm-hmm. know, you got to make sure you're fighting Homelander, man. You got to make sure that you've got your shit solid. Especially uh, when you haven't built trust with any of these people yet. You're Yeah, you're the rookie. You're brand and new. You're going to. You're right? you're the rookie and you're going to go. Plus, like, does he know that a train's like he's not even an asset. A train's barely a soup at this point. Yeah. So just just a bonehead play by the rookie. Uh, and it's going to cost him his life. Sure. Sure. Might. Sure does. Yeah. It already did. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers for 15 more minutes <laughs> in the episode. Uh, so Mother's Milk tells Butcher that he's not going to tolerate his bullshit anymore, especially with Kamiko and Butcher uses this opportunity to tell us as an audience how they met and remind him how they met to, to what end I, 
just to emotionally get him on his side, I guess. Um, it's just to the, show, yeah, that he's like, it's it's to get him on his side, and then so that uh, mother's milk can tell them in a couple minutes that there's I even with my super squad leader powers, I can't hold this team together anymore. Yeah, right. You know, like they're they're saying that he's his superpower is, and we've seen that, right? He's Leadership. the glue that that mm-hmm. keeps this team together. He is the. Mo- He's the mother to Butcher's stern father who can be like, well, he doesn't really mean it and da, 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 da. And well, the, you know, and give you the, the, the chuck under the chin the the, the make you feel like a million bucks. And and uh, that man no longer has it in him uh, to support this team. It's fractured beyond repair. Yeah. Um, and this is another scene of Huey watching the TV make fun of him. Yeah, um, it it also I think it also is a little bit of a justification for Butcher's behavior because Butcher's like, yeah, sure. I know I'm a hard ass, but I'm a hard ass because I know you're so good at smoothing over my hardness. So it kind of like lets him a little off the because he's been out of pocket attacking the boys directly, mm-hmm. questioning their loyalty, questioning their commitment, questioning their autonomy. Like, I'm not your gun. Fuck you. Yes, you are. Um, and, you know, mother's trying to, you know, Marvin's here trying to call him out. And uh, I, th- I think this is a way for him to put him back on his back heels. Yeah. All right. Then we go to Kamiko, who's going undercover as one of the many pleasure women of uh, a Russian. Uh, and he introduces her to some contraband which she uses to kill the guy and his guards and she's shot in the head, but she gets back up and she lets the other women live because she's not there for them. Uh, contraband here being code word for gigantic superhero themed dildos. <laughs> he has what can only be con- con- called a, like a, uh, a gun safe full mm-hmm. of these impressive dual action fuck machines that are all oh. officially licensed or maybe unofficially licensed and and, oh. and, and branded and, and designed. Uh, Does he have like a resin? Uh, well, well, so we see another instance of the star spangled banger Homelander yep. star spangled banger in this episode. Ashley has one. A- so Ashley this must one. be, yeah, th- this is an official Vought line of products. I, or if it's unofficial, you know, you're, you're, you have to get them off the gray, the gray market, you know, and Ashley got one off the gray market. Oh, I, she's, she's not just, above getting one. She's running a whole. <laughs> she's running a whole side uh, mommy dom business for a yeah. bunch of powerful men like the director. Because she was mm-hmm. also fucking uh, the, the shit out of the uh, director, uh, director of the seven, yep. the uh, uh, Snyder stand-in, and mm-hmm. uh, she's 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 fucking over Sean Hannity or, or whatever by the end of this episode. So yeah, I she's a type. Yeah. yeah, it seems like she would. She would like to have the. What you call it? The Star Spangled Banger. Banger. Star Spangled okay. Banger. Uh, yeah, I wrote gotcha. down all the names of these. The Homelander Star Spangled Banger. Oh, shit, Banger, you did? The all deep, right, what are they? <laughs> St- Homelander Star Spangled Banger. Uh-huh. The Deep Flounder Pounder. Because <laughs> the Deep doesn't really need uh, an, an alternate title. It's pretty much, but yeah, the Flounder Pounder. Okay, okay. You're right, you're right. And, and then the, the least inspired of them all, the Black Noir Silent Screamer. I mean... Yeah, he doesn't talk, but come on. Uh, what was the translucent one? Oh, they didn't give names for the others. There, there were a whole oh, bunch of them, right? Okay. Like seven or eight of these things. I thought you got them all. I'm like, what was Star? Yeah, I was, I was wondering what the Starlight one was. No, I don't. I don't know what those are. Maybe we'll find out. 
if this is actually, I think that was uh, my favorite because it had it lit up the stars lit up it had the vibrating yeah. action mm-hmm. <laughs> it looked good doing its thing and that dude's embedded in that dude's throat yeah I think she kills the Russian guy with black noir's silent screamer but I'm not sure it's hard to silent tell when it's deadly. covered in blood and the, the, the so this is a you know this is a silly sex violence scene for the boys but I, I really like at the end then number one they show Kimiko uh, getting shot in the head which kind mm-hmm. of like impressed me because I thought like oh shit she might actually be dead um, but she healed from that just I think to give us a contrast by how much she gets hurt by the end of this episode that like you should yeah. take a shot to the head and then her being kind of horrified that these women who she shares a lot of kins with she saw as kind of sisters are terrified of her by mm-hmm. the end of the scene and it yeah, kind of took the wind monster, out of right? her yeah 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 exactly yeah totally it does both of those things pretty effectively uh, then we go over to Newman holding her press conference while the seven watches on TV. Unfortunately for Stan Edgar, it does not go as planned. She claims that Homelander turned over evidence of wrongdoing on his part. Um, Homelander then tells the rest of them that it should have been done a long time ago and that things are going to change now. And the rest of them being the seven. Yep. It's a pretty, uh, sh- pretty clear shot across Starlight's bow. That uh, anyone hiding behind his apron strings, that all is over. And I talked about, you know, how little Stan Edgar reacts to this, but he does react to it, right? This is clearly not something he planned for. I I don't think. Um, Mm. So so Homelander has... has, I, I, I don't know. Has Homelander had this information on Stan for a while, or is this something that Newman gave him? Um, just like recently to go after him, knowing that she had this press conference coming up. I think it's, it's all Homelander. Yeah. I think he's okay. developed this. And when, if you, when you look at the, when you look at the crimes, blackmail, like that's something I think that, you know, uh, Homelander is going to use, uh, perjury, you know, lying before Congress, obstruction of justice. I think this is stuff that Homelander already knew about. He just is now occurring to him to use it as a weapon. Gotcha. Uh, next scene is Ashley asserting her dominance over I think it's this this Cameron guy Cameron Coleman yep. mm-hmm. um, in more ways than one she, like I said she's got her own uh, black market 3D resin print of the Star Spangled Banger mm-hmm. uh, that she entices this guy with and he is definitely down for it Yep, is your idiot brain being fucked by stupid? She's just pass. She's just what uh, if it the was passing? The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, he's he's uh, he's into it. He's into uh, the mommy dom. Mm-hmm. Then we go over to Kamiko reporting back with photos of her mission success. Butcher's pleased, and afterward, Kamiko tells Frenchie how pissed she is at Butcher for selling her, just like she was sold before. She compares him to Nina and says, "Look, Frenchie, it's just you and me now." And Frenchie agrees, okay, right after this job is done, we're going to Mar- Marseille. Mar- Mar- Marcel's, if you want to be as American as you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, this this felt wrong to me, this ending um, of this conversation, because I wanted Frenchie to say, you're right, and we're going right this minute. Your portion of this thing is done, and we are going right now to get out of this telling her we're going right after the job is done is a bit dodgy to me. It's, it's less committal than I wanted him to be. 
but I, I I think he believes in the overall mission of getting something to end Homelander and end this Vought superhero stuff. Sure. Um, so like, in we're already it's just here. Like, but when, we but there's fly. always a well next job. I know. Right? It's, it's always it's a the, slippery slope that leads you to and, doing this for the rest of your fucking life. But I think that's the big question of like, you know, what is the most important thing in these people's lives? Is it themselves? Is it each other? Is it their families? Is it their friends? Or is it this obsession with ending the, and it's, it's a reasonable obsession to have, right? It's not like that. They are uh, chasing after some white whale. It's not that even big a deal. If they just left it alone, it would be, no, they're trying. This is a existential threat to people's freedom Mm -hmm. uh, and ability to, to, to live independent lives. Um, So like, I get it. But it's it's a it's it's a you know one of those fatal flaws in in, in a Greek tragedy. Got to got to do this one. Got to finish this one last thing. If we get this weapon. If if I can just get butcher this weapon, then we can we can we can check out with a with a clean conscience, and it's going to get uh, Kamiko potentially killed. That's the thing. I, I knew as soon as they as soon as he says right after the job is done, uh, not that's pretty much a guarantee. Finish. One of them is not going to make it out alive. Yeah, um, but we'll we'll see. She's not completely dead yet um we don't know what effects this soldier boy uh blast had on her exactly who knows anyway homelander visits newman in her home and gives uh, her evidence that stan was about to stab her in the back and then she asks for her reward for choosing to back homelander and he gives her a baggie with something in it probably v24 um prop or or not even v24 this is probably like the actual fully led version of of compound v this is blue which is tradi- the typically how v is per uh projected versus the green of the temp v although gotcha. also he said it's original recipe um and the way it was I, mm. I maybe it is vials i was wondering if it was actually the uh, formula but it does seem like it's it's the physical product as well but it makes you yeah. question though like Homelander could have given her a different version of V. I wonder if he actually gave her real V. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. She's still an asset for him, right? That's the thing. Yes. Um, yeah. And I guess if he burned her and killed her kid accidentally with uh, some substandard or alternate product, then that would be one way. Cause the other thing is like, I think yeah. it's interesting that they're, they're mentioning as a possibility. It's like, Oh, I bet you're thinking about popping my head. Why don't you go ahead and see, give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's not immediately obvious to me why she couldn't pop Homelander's head. No. I mean, I think it's an open question. Can she pop yeah. Homelander's head? Yeah. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Because if you try and you fail, you're dead, right? You're like, dead, yeah. That's the thing. You want to be pretty sure that when you're going to try to pop his head, either A, it will work, or you'll have backup if it doesn't. I wonder what it would feel like the Homelander to have her try and fail. Yeah, like, it would just feel like someone's migraine. kind of squeezing his head, or would <laughs> right. he feel anything, or yeah. Who knows? I, I have a feeling we will get to see, you know, them conspicuously bringing it up. I think she's going to try at some point. And he might actually be sincere in thinking that he's turning her as an ally, you know, that like, hey, you're on the side of your own people now mm-hmm. uh, openly. And this thing when, you know, he's talking um, to Newman here when Homelander's um, talking about Stan saying you're his weapon. This is reinforcing the theme we've got from Kamiko earlier saying I'm not your gun and Butcher right. saying yes, Butcher saying yes, you are. Um and it's interesting too, right? That dynamic of soups being 
just weapons for powerful regular people to wield it's a strange dynamic because these are such powerful it it's like what if a nuclear bomb was was self-aware and intelligent right like how Mm -hmm. are you going to control the nuclear bomb yeah and use it as a weapon for yourself when it has goals and desires but that's part of what makes it so interesting yep all right, Butcher injects more V24 before raiding the lab. Huey catches him and begs him to let him have some, but Butcher won't give it to him, claiming this is a punishment and you don't deserve it. Uh, I don't know, Butcher. I feel like you being the arbiter of what the boys can and can't do is not cool and has not worked for two seasons now. <laughs> Maybe it'll work in the third. Who knows? It's making it seem like this V is also an addiction. The way Butcher is sure. treating the injection of this makes it seem like a person who's like shooting up heroin or something that he's like, you know, shivering with pleasure as it goes into his veins. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just like the the feeling of power or whatnot. It's it's also like it seems like it's physically addictive, which is interesting. You know, if this is something you're going to be giving to U.S. soldiers, um, is it going to be something that like they become chemically dependent on? Maybe. You know, um, like how how many how many doses of V do you got to take before you're super addicted to it? Is it like heroin? Is it like you know like I don't? Uh, it's they're clearly playing with the addiction angle though. And then they ask, you know, earlier, I think last in the last chunk of episodes, like, how stable is this stuff? Right. Do we really right. know yet? And there's a question mark around it. So, yep. They could be killing themselves. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the other thing about it is his face when he injects it actually changes shape. And I didn't notice this the first time, but you definitely notice it with Newman injecting her daughter later. Her whole spine ripples and her back changes shape. His, his face might- changes shape in this. Does it really? Okay, yeah, I didn't physically change his shape, but which is wild to me. Huh. Huh. Interesting. I yeah, thought her back rippling was move. just a sign of her like, you know, uh, like I don't know, she's going to get a shape-shifting power or what. I don't I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's the other thing. What powers does it give you? It, it seems like it's random, right? Yeah. Butcher coincidentally, you know, happened to get Homelander powers. That's that's coinc- that's uh, that's fortunate for him, huh? Mhm. All right, Stan, Edgar, and Homelander meet in the Vought conference room, and they trade some pretty vicious personal blows, of which Stan seems to get the better, uh, the better shots in, leaving Homelander to stew at the end in his insecurity. Again, why? Why doesn't Homelander just rip his face off? <laughs> right, how's this for insecure? And then, yeah, peel him from tip to tail. Some of that stuff uh, might have hit home the whole like, hey, without me, you are all alone. All your wins are your wins, but all your losses are your losses. And son, you pull, you pile up a lot more L's than W's like you need. You're like a baby yeah. with a dirty nappy. You need someone to change you and clean you up. Um, You're not worthy of my respect. You are not a god. You are simply bad product. Bad product, which Ooh. is that's also I felt like that was a little Gus Fring. <laughs> totally. Uh, nod to talking about the bad product. Um what was this 80 over 60? What's that refer to? Blood pressure. 80 like, over like, 60? That's insanely low blood pressure, isn't it? I have isn't no like idea. One... <laughs> when I go to the doctor and they take my blood pressure, they say, it's good. 
Don't worry about it. And they like, like, don't tell me the number because I don't fucking know what the number means. I think like 120 over 80 was kind of like normal. Uh, 80 over 60 seems like mean, almost too low. Like you're, you're. Well, maybe that's he, the point, right? Like he doesn't. Uh, he's so low with his blood pressure. Like you don't even know if he's alive because he's not moving. Right? Not he's reacting. like Brad Pitt having an emotional breakdown in a movie at Astra. Just 80 over yeah. 60. It doesn't matter. He's like David Blaine in an ice coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that was my guess too, but I, that was so low. I thought that that it must have been. So he was referring to something else, like I don't know, like the 80 floor of the 60th Avenue or some kind of New York bullshit. I'm not aware of, but huh. okay, maybe it's blood pressure. We'll go with that. Yeah, he's a cool customer. Uh, then we go over to Newman injecting her daughter with Compound V, which seems very painful. Talk about the spine rippling. The pan uh, over to the photo of her and her mom that she'd drawn in crayon was I uh, I thought it was pretty poignant. Um, hmm. And that, like, you know, like Newman's crying as she's injected. Like, she doesn't want to do this, but she feels like it's necessary to protect her daughter because they're taking, you know, like everything's so much more risky now. Um, is that it? Sad. Or is she preparing her for a future where soups are the dominant uh, Ooh, could species be that too. on this planet? Either way, you can tell she doesn't feel good about it. Yeah, totally. And I felt for her. So the boys uh, break into the Russian military compound. And inside, they find a super hamster that sets off an alarm, which starts a shootout. Uh, I'm just going to kind of run through this whole thing because it's an action scene. Mm-hmm. They they all run out of ammo. Butcher has to use his powers to save the day, but he misses one of the soldiers. And it turns out that Huey has to reveal he also has superpowers in order to save Mother's Milk. Everyone's shocked. Butcher's disappointed in him. Kamiko's sad. Um, and then Butcher opens this cryopod and they find inside Soldier Boy, and he blasts Kamiko and runs off. And it turns out Kamiko is not healing the way she should. Uh, which could be so. You, it's interesting because you you were thinking that Soldier Boy interferes with superpowers. I thought they were going with the fact that that blast is just so powerful it can shut anyone down and kill. Like it's it's not like a, maybe like a suppression of their mutant genes. It's more of just like it does so much damage that it like a super healer can't keep up. Well, here's why I like, there are a lot of reasons I like, uh, if this depowers soups because Homelander is so high on his own supply of superpowers that depowering him would do a lot of interesting thing, right? It it puts him in a train's place where a train has been Mm. depowered effectively. Um, and, and, it amplifies his insecurity, right? If if oh, he yeah. were to lose his superpowers, now what does he have? He's just an insecure normal person? Yeah, that's what's, horrible. Yeah, what is interesting or exceptional about Homelander that's not out of a test tube? He's never, you right. know, he doesn't, not a fan of art or culture. He's not very well educated. He's a complete uh-huh. asshole. He doesn't know how to like really motivate doesn't people. Friends. Yeah, doesn't have doesn't have any real friends. Like, yeah, he's, he's nope. in a bad, he's in a bad way if he gets depowered for sure. Absolutely. And I think it also puts um, a twist on on Butcher powering himself up to fight the superpowered guy who no longer has superpowers. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. what what have I done here to myself to fight this evil that is no longer the threat that I thought it was? Right. Um, that's interesting. I think like, you know, then Huey doing the same thing to himself is interesting. And then I think you have a conundrum of. Look, I wouldn't make this choice, 
but you, but you have to question like do we actually need to kill homelander now that he's depowered mm, yeah like is it the right thing to do to he's just no kill someone who's vulnerable not a threat um you get to this place where like butcher has now done this for nothing right it's not even yeah. that like oh he doesn't feel like it's it's necessary but he doesn't feel like he should even do it because huey might be talking in his ear about it right um I think it's it's the most interesting way to go is to depower Homelander, and I see the tool on the board to get that done. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I agree. Uh, I I like that everyone gives Huey the stink eye for you know Mother Milk is like you're better <laughs> yeah. than this. Kamiko uh, um, <laughs> side eyeing him, even Butcher kind of uh-huh. gives him like you know like i learned it from watching you dad i learned it from watching you like the what i don't know what moral high ground he has at all but somehow he climbs to it and stares down huey from uh, from from that height yeah and it's absolutely hilarious when huey does teleport you know he teleports without <laughs> his clothes he ends up completely nude and then mother's milk is like you dicks out <laughs> Your dicks out. Yeah. Which I, I feel like in this moment is akin to like you just showed your ass. You know? Like revealing you have superpowers. Um Sure. Yeah, there could be something there, but it was hilarious regardless. Um So he has teleporting, he has super strength, he has super healing, right? His arm is fine now. Um True. those are the three powers that I identified in Huey when he became a soup. Yeah. So they're slightly different than what um, Butcher gets. Sure. But still the base level super strength. Crap, it must be a genetic crapshoot how this thing interfe- interacts with your genes because mm-hmm. it's just like, man, all over the place as far as your powers. I I actually thought they might go, um, when I watched this first time, I was wondering if they would go the Huey had like one of those dud or useless powers. Uh, right. You know, the ones that are Boy, just kind of like... A- like parlor trick kind of level thing that's mm-hmm. not gonna help you fight crime or let alone Homelander, but uh I don't know, teleporting is pretty, pretty, pretty strong. Oh yeah. I Super wonder how far he can teleport. Um what are the Good question the weaknesses to that? Does he have to be able to see where he's teleporting? Line to? of sight teleportation. Uh-huh. Like a night crawler kind of thing. Yeah. Can someone show him a picture of someplace halfway around the world and he can teleport there? Who knows? Uh-huh. Looking forward to exploring that. Um, but Soldier Boy's on the loose now, and Kamiko is not healing. The boys take off. They get they get a dying Kamiko, from what I can tell, out of the facility and drive back while questioning why she's not healing. Uh, Huey is oddly checked out in this scene. He is loving his new superpowers, couldn't care less about Kamiko in the back dying. Blissed just out. the breeze on his face. It yep. reminds me of a scene like tra- train spotters where they kill the baby and then they just fucking shoot up anyway and like not a care in the world. Like Kamiko's back there riddled with rebar and dying and he just like is just oh i had this arm and i had to punch through dude's spine you know and and it's like is he addicted to the power is he addicted because this is a guy who's had no personal power Mm -hmm. the whole fucking series he's always being saved is it the physical is it the physical addiction is it both Mm -hmm. keep him i got my eye on huey yeah yeah and it's interesting in the context of this final scene here too which let's talk about that. Homelander flies Starlight to a rooftop where he shows her Supersonic's mutilated body. Um, A-Train apparently told him about their plans to take him down. He tells her one last time, knock that shit off and fall in line or Huey will suffer the same fate as Supersonic. 
uh, here's the thing now. She's trapped, right? Um, she, she can either risk Huey's life by doing another plot against Homelander and hoping he doesn't find out, uh, but she's one person down on that. Or she can just wait for Huey to save her this time. And now that he has superpowers, I think it's more likely that he can. And this is one of Huey's bugaboos, right? Is Starlight always has to come in and save him for once. He wants to be the person who can save her. Mm -hmm. I think there's an opportunity for him to actually accomplish that this season. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if even Super Huey can beat Homelander, but we'll see. Maybe J- Super Butcher. Hu- Super Huey and Super Butcher together. Super Butcher together plus, with Starlight and Maeve. If Soldier yeah. Boy powers him down, and then, like I said, they have a whole conundrum there. Yeah. Could happen. A lot of ways you could go, but I'm interested to see where they end up. Because that was a pretty good episode. Are we ready for some feedback, Jim? Yeah, let's do it. DHS at baldmove.com is how you got, how you got, how you get, and how you will, how you gotten, how you get, and how you will get in contact with us. DHS at baldmove.com. First up is Corey says, Aaron, you mentioned Chance Crawford as being in Supernatural, but I don't believe he ever appeared on that show, even as a guest star. I've seen the entire series once through and I don't remember seeing him in it. Of course, there's about 400 episodes I could have forgotten. I presume you mean the 6'5", Jared Padalecki, who played the younger brother of Jensen Ackles, uh, who is Soldier Boy. I don't know where I got this. I swear to God, at some point, because I, 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 like, I haven't seen Supernatural. I thought I read this reported, that he was joining the Deep, but I, you're right. The Deep uh, has never been on the Supernatural show. Uh, so I, he was on Gossip Girls or something, uh, which is another C-Dub show. <laughs> I don't know how I got that confused. Next week, he's never been on Gossip Girls. He's that never been on Gossip Jensen Girls. Jensen Ackles. Gil- no, it was Gilmore. Guy, he's yeah. never been on Gilmore Girls. It was uh, <laughs> the, the two two guys, a girl, and a pizza show. He was never into... Yeah, I'm just yep. going to be perpetually wrong on this one. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Jared Padalecki is the guy who was the co-star on that Um so yeah, I just I just fucked hmm. it up. Sorry about that. Corey illuminates Soldier Boy so far feels like Ackle's supernatural character. If he had low morals and superpowers, I definitely don't think he's dead, or else they wouldn't cast Ackles. You are correct. Mm-hmm. He was sleeping in a Soviet cryo tube. Something I did find interesting is that Jim Beaver, who played the surrogate father for the first half of the boys, once Jeffrey Dean Morgan left. Uh, Beaver's character's name was Robert Bobby Singer, named after a producer for all 15 seasons of Supernatural, and his character here has the same name. Probably just a shout out to Kripke's old friend, uh, of course, referring to the showrunner of Supernatural and the boys, or at least hmm. Supernatural through the first five seasons, which uh, AKA are the good ones, I guess. Uh, no, thanks for the correction. Like I said, I the first, at least the first couple seasons of Supernatural are on my list to watch. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it because I don't know if you noticed it's peak television. And we got television coming out of our all of our orifices, just just streaming out. TV is back, baby. Uh, TV is back. Thanks for that, Corey. We're moving on to John G. Aaron says he only knows Sean Patrick Flannery from the Boondock Saints, but I'll always know him from the movie Powder from 1995. One point, Aaron is stumbling over his words and actually said powder instead of gunpowder. Don't know if you're familiar at all with the movie, but it's famously connected to a convicted pedophile who went to jail, got out, and was let right back into Hollywood to direct again. He's referring to Victor Salva, the mm. director of Powder and a guest Jeepers Creepers. I don't know much about the case against him here, but it's pretty been pretty well documented that uh, 
he was doing a lot of uh, a bad stuff here. I uh, said the movie is about a sensitive, hairless albi- albino boy with some superpowers and a love he never got from anyone until he's discovered and befriended by his teacher, Jeff Goldblum. So it's a sweet story, but one you can definitely see what would draw someone like uh, Salva to him if you're looking. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, isn't Jeepers Creepers got a lot of like really good looking shirtless hunks in it, too? Uh, Probably. I, I don't know. I don't know who 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 can say about uh, people to take it take advantage of underage folk. Uh, thanks thanks for that about the Sean Patrick Flannery. I guess I I, I feel like I've seen Powder, but I couldn't I swear to it. I might have just seen a bunch of trailers and a music video back mm-hmm. then. Um, moving on to John Cube or I'm sorry J Cube says boy. Like you guys, the Timothy scene might have been the toughest one for me to make it through in a TV show, perhaps ever. Maybe that mm-hmm. says more about me not being bothered by people being turned into chunky salsa, but fuck. No, I mm-hmm. I think that situation, like, it's, it's but the fact that they're friends, probably lovers, and begging for, like, you know, if, uh, if you have a scene where someone made you eat, like, someone else's friend and lover, it would be, like, more uncomfortable than seeing people you don't know being blown apart into chunky salsa, I think. Like, absolutely. It's, yeah, like, uh, you know, maybe we're not used to showing empathy to cephalopods. Maybe we should. But uh, it, it, it definitely bothered me, too. Mm-hmm. My headcanon, though, is that Deep just swallowed Timothy whole since octopi can fit through any openings their tentacles can fit through and the deep just threw him up shortly after i heard too much I thought crunching he, i thought there's some crunching i thought i saw an ink sack explode and come out of his mouth i think i th- ah, i, I want to go with you on this head cannon yeah but you know what i'm gonna let you have it j cubed i'm gonna let you have it <laughs> timothy he's rushed to the toilet threw him up yeah, they took Timothy to a farm where he's feeling great. And he everything is. is fine. He's playing with puppies. Took him to a tilapia farm. He's he's running <laughs> sure. running with the other other farm raised fish. He's fine. Mm-hmm. J cubed also extremely skeptical that Stormfront is indeed dead. We never saw the body other than the body bag. Could they possibly graft limbs onto her or turn her into a cyborg, Jim? Mm. What do you think about storm? We didn't see the body, and I gotta say, I'm no. always skeptical in a, bo- in, in a in a drama when you don't see a body. Uh, we we see a blood spot, but that's not enough to make me think somebody is dead. Dead. Um, yeah. What purpose do they have keeping her alive? It's always been like the question, right? Um, Mecha Stormfront. I think you know J J Cube's got it. Like you know, who doesn't want to yeah, see a a cyborg Nazi lady with superpowers. God, but why? Why go to the trouble of cyborging a soup when you could just inject another person with soup? Oh, I know why. Juice. It's 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 uh, uh, Stan Eggers uh, Asen uh, up his sleeve. Oh, right. He's going to re-superfire and build her back bigger, stronger, and she's going to be the gun to oppose Homelander. Wasn't, Maybe wasn't she like she's super involved in the whole plot? Of Vought, right? Like the whole oh, yeah. backstory she of was Vought. She married was married like, to Vought. The, the she's like 80 years Vought. old or some shit. Yeah. And uh-huh. Yeah. So so maybe Vought keeps her alive just for, uh, you know, uh, appreciation of everything she's done. But I don't know. So far, until, until I see evidence to the contrary, I'm going to say she's dead. Okay. Uh, this is a bold, bold prediction, J-Cube. We'll see how it goes in the weeks ahead. Brian K is up next. I, f- I hope this finds you well. I enjoy much of your content. I'm thankful your coverage of the boys. Well, you're welcome, Brian. It seems obvious that Stan Edgar is pro- producing, provoking, 
He's provoking Homelander. Mm-hmm. Everything he's doing is an attack on Homelander's ego or his security. He's dismissive and treats him as an underling. He appoints Starlight as co-captain of the Seven, giving her an even superior authority and even points out Starlight's Q rating of a 96, which I think would put her right under Dolly Parton. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't dethrone the queen now, Starlight. Even more thoroughly attacking Homelander, Edgar takes away Homelander's girlfriend, attacking his emotional security. It's a stretch to believe that it's public knowledge that Stormfront is still alive, but the video of her suicide establishes that. What better way to set Homelander off than to get Stormfront out of the picture? I do not believe she killed herself. The speed at which the public became aware of her death is suspect. Vought is no security from dissemination of sensitive information. Homelander is cut off from his one confidant. He's completely alone. Edgar is a chess master who likes to toy with his opponents by capturing their favorite pieces. The question is why? Edgar stated in the first episode that he wants the heroes out of the picture and to become a pharmaceutical company with ties to the military-industrial complex. I expect that Edgar wants all the soups to kill each other off with the coup de grace coming at the hands of the B-24-enhanced soldiers. Vaught has become radio-fucking-active. That will be cured by a well-timed and well-strategized strategized display of what V-24 can do for the brave men and women of our military forces. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this analysis here, Jim? Yeah, I mean, even through this episode, he's still antagonizing Homelander uh, after he's been taken down a notch. So, yeah, it does make me wonder, like, the, the bigger picture is Stan Edgar not worried about this because he knows that this military deal that he's ginning up will will cover his ass. And it might be a case where he knows there's a weapon that can deep like building on your theory with the soldier uh, boy stuff yeah. that he can there there's you can depower all existing soups, kill them mm-hmm. off or marginalize them and then he has super troopers on demand that are loyal and dependent on his supply. Yeah, I Could feel be. like he needs to get his hand on that weapon though because like if that weapon is out there, uh, his soup juice becomes significantly less valuable, right? True. If if it, is, if it isn't just like this panacea that just totally wins the day, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. I guess. Matt S. The V24 compound mentioned remind me of Ketracel White, the drug the Jim Hadar uses in Deep Space Nine. It's a mm. way for the founders, if you don't recall your Deep Space Nine history, the founders to control the Jim Hadar, their super soldiers, and this V24 would be similar to the same thing. The soldiers would be dependent on Vought for the powers and would need a daily dose, so it would not be a financial boon for Vought. Uh, not only be a financial boon for Vought, rather but also enable Stan Edgar to have more control over the heroes he creates. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, definitely. If, if you just give them the temp stuff, uh, it's, it's not just, you know, solving the problem for the military, but it solves the problem for Stan too. Um, yeah, I wasn't thinking it's something they would just keep people on 24 seven. Um, I thought it'd be more of like on demand, like they're about to go on a mission, uh, roid them up, but could be. Yeah, having a platoon because like the thing is, is like I feel like maximizing is one of the reasons Homelander is so dangerous is not because he's so powerful, but he's gotten the experience using those powers and his abilities. You know, if you've seen the movie, uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys that have and gals who've watched uh, the boys have seen Invincible. And that's all about like, you know, a person with superpowers getting the hang hang of them. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. Spider-Man learning to swing on his ropes, uh, his webs. Um 
I, I feel like maybe that is something you'd want the soldiers to always have the superpower, small team that you got ready to go at all times. And then they're also, if they break off or do something crazy, you got to wait 24 hours until they depower or perhaps even die of withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. Got some strong uh, possibility there. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe his ultimate plan is to kill all the soups that he made before they had V24 so that uh-huh. there aren't any permanent soups out there. I think that's... I, I, I like the com- combination of mm-hmm. Matt's theory and Brian's theory. If you put those together, yeah. I think that would be a pretty cohesive one. Uh, Dean says, please throw in George Soros's name as an example occasionally. You guys are stuck on Elon Musk. Why... Would I bother to mention a man who's worth one twentieth of Elon Musk's value or my other sure. favorite whipping boy, Jeffrey Bezos? Like, I, I can't imagine why yeah. you're fixed on George Soros uh, at the expense of the guys who are are, are really rack, rolling in the dough right now. But uh, I don't know. Seems like it's misplaced there, Dean. Dan M. with the provocative subject title, The Boys is Homophobic. Hmm. This show presents homosexuality through a historically negative lens, playing into the stereotypes and prejudices that I find to be more damaging than doing any good. The first three episodes of season three, they make a choice to use a homosexual relationship in the opening scene to barbarize the antagonist. Sergey gets, uh, or Serge rather, gets sex shamed for ass play. Mallory gets called Captain Lesbo and Gunpowder is blackmailed as a victim of same sex pedophilia. In season one, pray the gay away conversion therapist and hypocrite Ezekiel is another noticeable example of the negative portrayal of the gay community in the show. In contrast, it's no surprise to see a show like the uplifting uh, Here Stopper, maybe it's Heart Stopper on Netflix, getting such a huge response as a welcome departure from the usual LGBTQ representation in TV and media. The boys, on the other hand, is just dishing out more of what we're used to seeing without a redemption arc in sight. Maeve has been sidelined so far in season three, even though her relationship with another woman seems to be the closest thing we'll get to positive uh, gay representation, even without the commentary around her bisexuality as Vought's one woman pride parade. In comparison, I'm hopeful that the A-Train arc in season three might provide some redemption for the repeated racism rampant throughout the show. It's hard to know when satires cross the line and whether it's having a net positive or negative impact. The show is doing a much better job at navigating these difficult topics in the comic books, but it's just not enough to expose the abuse and injustice against marginalized populations. Without providing strong enough commentary to deliver the point home against discrimination shown on screen, the visuals will be lost on a viewership and ultimately reinforce the same discriminatory attitudes. Yeah. Um, So I think you're right there. Um, Look, The Boys is subversive, right? Um, And it is satire and it's purposely putting things like that in your face. But we talked about this when, what was it? There was, there was um, the, the dude in the convenience store last season who was like an active shooter or something at some point. Oh, right. Like, right. It, it, there was that whole thing. And, and we, I thought we talked about this around that too, where like at some point the satire crosses the line into just reinforcing the, the ideas that people who are watching this and cheering for it, saying yeah right uh-huh. on boys right. um they don't they don't realize that they're cheering for a thing that is satirizing the thing that they're cheering for so like it, yeah it's definitely i take your point and i think like as per, as seen on screen a lot of the boys is homophobic um and it's doing satire and i don't know where the line is i really don't 
Yeah, there's this concept called Poe's Law, which is like the exactly. more, the closest you get to satire, the more accurately you get satire, the more indistinguishable it is from holding a sin- the sincere opinion that you're trying to satire. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know, because first of all, I'm a straight guy, so feel free to dismiss everything I say, and you'd be fair to do so. Um, I think it's, it's like, I didn't get the surge being homophobic because he's being like, to me that goes with the femdom stuff that the show has been fucking with since season one. Like mm-hmm. I don't associate a guy getting railed by a woman with a strap on as being gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely heterosexual relationship. It's just, you know, out it's, it's outside the mainstream or what at least we're comfortable talking about. But I, yeah, like like Jim, I, I mean, I, I think um, it's a point that if I was the showrunners of this show, I would be keeping in mind. I also think that maybe there is a little bit of because because, you know, if this show goes full, quote unquote, woke. Um, you could be the perennial preacher to the choir, whereas maybe Kripke sees this as an example of like, you know, there's going to be a lot of dude bros watching the show because how fucking awesome it is. Mm-hmm. And if I rope him in with that maybe I can change a couple minds by humanizing some of these people like Maeve, like showing her at the middle of this, like being torn between this corporate performative bullshit and her real, you know, lived experience that she just wants to, you know, love the women she loves and be, you know, like I, I can see that um, because if you were just 100% clear about who the bad guys, who the good guys and where the lines are, you're going to turn a lot of those people off. Right. Um, but like, also, like, yeah, this, the fact that this show is so subversive and um, everyone is kind of like because I I also didn't think that the um, the, uh, uh, the what was the 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 Ant-Man guy's name? Mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, uh, Craw- termite. Crawley termite. I didn't see that as homophobic either. Well, like, it's deviant sex, right? It, it's just it's like outside the mainstream like you said right it's it's yeah. like oh all gay guys are having deviant sex that's not even true <laughs> but but it's portrayed that way but everybody's having deviant but sex just, so sh- like show. like i said show me a show me a, a couple on this show that has conventional sex i can't right. think of anyone outside of homelander or i'm sorry whoa no 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 no, no. not homelander he's lasering i can't tits. think of like any, he's, he's lasering tits he's, he's fucking himself on, wearing high heels and fishnets like right it's it's Starlight and Huey's the only ones I can think of that has a conventional like uh, what you would call mainstream heterosexual sexual relationship in the show. Sure. And when you're doing that, like, I think um, I don't know. It's it's easy to get caught up in this pose law kind of thing. Totally. Um, so like I said, it's something that if I were Eric Kripke, I would keep in mind because uh, obviously when you got things like Homelander, like it, it wouldn't surprise me if Homelander was uh, unironically embraced by certain people, you know, as being just uh, cool, you know, like this guy's based, oh, yeah. this guy's legit. He's saying the things that we want uh, everyone to, 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 everyone's too afraid to say because he's so powerful, right? I mean, powerful, that's right? what the first three episodes are about, right? Right. Like his ratings are tanking yeah. and then he says the things that everybody wants to hear him say about him actually being powerful and they love him again so like yeah but the show show isn't saying that's wrong the show's saying that's absolutely right that's exactly what would happen right so we have to see like where we end up with because yeah if this is all just kind of like lazy commentary and kind of like you can see it as being like like you know if uh 
both sides of uh, if, if both homophobic and and uh, homophilic people are laughing and cheering at, then you're doing something wrong, right? Um, but I also see the desire of wanting to draw hmm. some of those people yeah. in to hear your other message that might otherwise not get it, you know, because if it's sure. a show is much more. You know, and I think the show is just to be clear, I think the show is super progressive and super woke. And I see people bitching about it all the fucking time on the Internet, which makes me think that uh-huh. they are probably threading that a, a lot better than maybe you think, Dan, because like, I don't know where you hang out in the Internet. But like, you know, uh, on, on pretty centrist mainstream places, it's not uncommon to see people bitching and moaning about how how woke the show is. Right. That's what I was going to say. Um, if they really wanted to attract those people who you're talking about, who. Uh, might yeah. need the parody to get into something like this. Uh, yeah. They would just leave out the gay relationships. They would leave all sure. that stuff out because that turns them off just seeing it. Right. Not, not yeah. how it's portrayed. It's just the fact yeah. that it's there. It's so anything like, that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 It's tough, but I, I appreciate your email. Like I said, it's not, it's not an unfair criticism. It's not something that I don't think that the showrunner should, should take to heart. So, uh, that's it for our our commentary and our feedback this week. DHS at baldmove.com. If you got any takes you'd like us to read or consider for the air, uh, predictions, theories, uh, casting corrections, whatever you got. DHS at baldmove.com. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week for the fifth episode where, I mean, I, what what's your odds? What are you giving odds on Kimiko making it out of here? Not good. I feel like saying we were going to ride off into the sunset after this mission's over doomed her. It's like it's like any in, in, in an 80s action movie. Whenever a cop in the first scenes, like I'm only two weeks away from retirement. It's like, oh, you're mm-hmm. going to die, buddy. You're going to die. Yep. I hope they don't don't kill her off. Because the thing is, like, wait, we just I, saw we just saw Surge go through some like black cloud bullshit last season. Like at some point, yeah. I, the boys need to stop being such morose motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> sure. But, Maybe after uh, they kill Homelander, they can lighten up a little. Yeah, we'll find out how they how they save her. Maybe they just get her to a hospital. She's desupified. Maybe they'll just take her to a hospital or fix her up. But uh, we'll see that next week. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. <laughs>